buyer's remorse from Song of the Night right now. I totally whiffed. I totally should have went with She-Wolf. At least we did a Song of the Night. I messed it up. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. We at least do the, the Song of the Night here. How about Jesse getting bus tossed by Charlie today? I would have done the same thing, too. As you should. Yeah. As you should. Good for Charlie. 312-332-3776. By the way, She-Wolf underrated karaoke song, too. Yes, yes. Underrated karaoke Add that song. Added that to the list. Mm-hmm. Talking Bears and Bulls with you, Tyler Rocky, in for Black and Abdallah tonight. The guys were in for Greeny earlier today from 10 to noon. If you missed any of that, check out the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Talking Bears and Bulls with you. Taylor is in Hyde Park. What's going on, Taylor? Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, I want to make one comment before I make my, my real comment about mm-hmm. the Bulls. Uh, funny, secure story quickly. Yeah. Um, so I'm married to a Latina, mm-hmm. um, and I've been to a handful of weddings. And whenever the DJ played a Shakira song, they all throw up. I don't know what it is. They, they throw say up. her voice. They say she can't sing. I don't yeah. know what it is, but somehow she's loved more um, outside of uh, Latin America. So interesting. You got a, a heads up there, which is kind of, I thought it was interesting. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about the Bulls. All right. I think, honestly, um, this is it from a pure just eye test scenario. I think we should include DeMar DeRozan in a trade. Um, it seems like he has more value because he's an all-star, and he actually can win games. I feel like we can keep Zach Levine and still lose a lot of games. He's very talented, but he doesn't come through in the clutch. He makes, the, he makes his game so much harder than what it is. He takes some of the toughest shots in the league when he should be getting the easiest shots in the league from his athleticism and his range. He's taking one-legged, uh, you know, fadeaway three-pointers, while his teammate, DeMar DeRozan, goes to a spot, pump fakes a million times, gets two points almost every other time. So I feel like if we want to trade players away, you've got to get rid of DeRozan because DeRozan can actually win you some games, and you can still sell tickets with Levine and still lose a lot of games. So I want to hear your guys' comments on that. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree, Taylor. I mean, we, haven't we seen what it looks like when Levine is the number one on your team? Like, we've seen this team go and, and draft seventh as a result of that, right? And I look at what DeRozan brings. Yes, I totally agree. I think he's more of a winning player and contributes to winning more than Zach. And you look at Zach, and he sort of lumps into the Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. Um, I, I think DeJounte Murray is very similar in that regard as well, of like these shooting guards or these wings that they can get theirs, but they're kind of empty calorie players unless they have a guy alongside them that can really help, like we saw in Phoenix with Chris Paul when he came to the aid of Devin Booker and really brought him somewhere. We saw with DeMar. Like, some of these guards and, and wings, they go into this purgatory of, of empty calorie play where it looks good on the stat sheet, but it doesn't look good in the win-loss column. So, all right, that's Taylor in Hyde Park. Appreciate the phone call there, Taylor. Always good t- catching up with Taylor here on ESPN 1000. Roy is in Minneapolis. What's going on, Roy? Hey boys, thanks for taking my call. Um, and I don't know if this is a little random or not, but I just, uh, you know, I've been kept watching. I'm a big Bears fan, but I, you know, I went to the U of University of Minnesota. I live up in Minneapolis. Um, we got to look out for this kid, John Michael Schmidt. He's a center. He played uh, here for the Gophers for six years. He's at the Senior Bowl right now. This guy is an absolute beast. He's also from Aurora, Illinois, so could be a hometown kid. 
I think he's going to be a steal in the draft. And, I, I mean, I, I think he would be a great fit for the Bears. I know everyone is talking about the kid on Northwestern. But this guy, John Michael Schmidt, I mean, he, he's a leader. He stuck with it, um, stuck with the team when, uh, when we got rid of our old coach and hired P.J. Fleck. Um, he, this guy is he, he will play every single game. Um, I, I don't think he missed a start in his uh, in his collegiate career besides the bowl game, and that's because they played at that crap field at Yankee Stadium for the Pinstripe Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I think we could get this guy in one of you know it could be a steal in the later rounds, and I think he could be an everyday starter. Have you guys has this name come up for you? Obviously, I'm a hometown guy here up in Minnesota, but like has, has this name popped up? For you guys, and, and what do you think about this guy? You know, I have not seen his name pop up, Roy, but I, I do appreciate the phone call. Um, what I would say about the center position, I think that's one that's certainly going to be addressed by the Bears this offseason, whether that's in the draft, whether that's in free agency, I think is still to be seen right now. But I, I do think that is a position of need along the offensive line. I, I think... The Bears could probably get away with two, maybe three uh, changes on, along the offensive line. I think you've solidified a couple spots there. I think left tackle, now whether he ends up being the left tackle or the right tackle remains to be seen, but it's a spot. But Braxton Jones, I think, has earned himself a spot. And Tevin Jenkins. And then what are you going to do with Cody Whitehair? That's another conversation to have. But I think two to three spots on this offensive line are shored up right now. Same can't be said about the other side on the defensive line. I think all four spots are up for grabs right now. But I think center's certainly a, a place. The, the one thing I would say about it, it, why, like the, the hype behind Peter Skaronsky, the Northwestern kid, is he plays a premium position on the offensive line in tackle, and that's something that every single team is looking for to pair alongside their quarterback for the future is their left tackle of the future as well. And that's why Skaronsky's name um, certainly gets a little more hype in that regard there. 312-332-3776. If you want to talk football, basketball, whatever's on your mind here, Tyler Aki in for Bleck and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. So there was an article out on ESPN.com today, Bill Barnwell, ranking 13 QB needy NFL teams, the most attractive spots for Rodgers and Carr. Now it goes. It goes through the list here, uh, one to thirteen. It's got the most needy quarterback team as the San Francisco 49ers right now. After the the injury news with Brock Purdy, um, Vegas checks in at number two. Uh, Atlanta is at three. Seattle at four. Uh, Tampa is at five. But I, uh, as a Bears fan, looking at this list. Sure, it's cool to, to see the top of the list. I know everyone, when they're looking at lists and rankings and stuff like that, they always want to zoom ahead and see what number one is, right? As a Bears fan, I saw this list and I was like, you know, the most important exercise here for a Bears fan would be to look at it from an inverse perspective. Look from 13 to maybe 8 and take that chunk because now you're talking about the team's that could be your trading partners, right? Teams that have the need for a quarterback, but they probably aren't in the market for a veteran quarterback given how far along they are as a franchise right now. So here, here's the list. I'll go 13 to 8 here, all right? You've got coming in at number 13, team that in the eyes of Bill Barnwell least needs a veteran quarterback. That is the Indianapolis Colts, which... 
is a team that you've heard talked about a lot with the the Bears as a potential trade partner for that number one overall pick. And I think that the the Colts certainly a team that make a ton of sense in that regard. Number 12, the Houston Texans. They're another team, younger team, just brought in a new coach with D'Amico Ryans. Um, They're looking to build from the bottom up right now. And for them, I look at what they... What they need and what they're trying to attack, they're probably going to go the draft route because they're going to have their pick of one of the top two QBs, right? They can get one of them. I think the Bears' worst-case scenario is if Houston doesn't have a guy that they are head over heels for, has to be their guy no matter what. If they look at Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and say, oh, those guys are even. Or maybe they look at Bryce Young and Will Levis and say, oh, in our eyes, those guys are about even. Bryce Young or, or C.J. Stroud or, or Will Levis, huh, those guys are about even. If they don't have a preference, if they're very content with having either of them on their roster, I think that hurts the Bears because it kind of loses some of their leverage to trade with Houston. Because if Houston really wants their pick of the litter, then that's when you may see them try to move up and get that first overall pick. So Houston checks in as the 12th team. Number 11 is the Tennessee Titans. And this is interesting because now I've rattled off three names here and there are three teams here and they're all in the same division. And I think that is unbelievably beneficial for the bears because you've got three teams now that are all sort of jockeying to try to find a quarterback. And if they turn it into a bidding war for that number one overall pick and the bears can use that as leverage and say, hey, you know what? Uh, we've got we've got the Titans on line two. They're willing to give us this, this, and this. Oh, the Texans just upped that offer. What do you have, Indy? Oh, you're going to give us that? All right, let's circle back to Tennessee. Rookie GM there, let's see what he's got. And they can continue to pile that up and turn it into a bidding war, and I think that would help them out a tremendous amount. Um, next up, number 10, Carolina Panthers. That's another team that I think is in the market for a younger quarterback. You know, they're bringing in a new coach in Frank Reich. Um, they've kind of done the the veteran to a a lesser degree than Indy, but still kind of committed to that that veteran quarterback. To, I mean, remember Cam Newton made his return there for a little bit too. And then this past season, we saw Baker and we saw Sam Darnold. So that we've kind of seen what they've been doing. And they're a team that's probably looking and saying, even though they drafted Matt Corral last year, out of Ole Miss, they're probably saying to themselves, you know what, it's probably the time that we really take the jump. Because guess what? We're in a division right now that is 100% up for grabs. There is not a single team in the NFC South right now that knows 100% definitively what they're going to do at quarterback for this upcoming season. And Carolina could be that team that makes a leap and tries to go out and and get one of these rookies and develop it and try to set the foundation for what the NFC South looks like moving forward. Then you got number nine and number eight. That's Washington, and that is the New York Giants. The Giants, it looks like, are going to bring back Daniel Jones, so they are out of the conversation there. And then you've got the Washington Commanders. They've got some good defensive pieces there. I like Ron Rivera as a coach, but the quarterback situation there has been really been topsy-turvy as of late so 
Washington could be another team that's maybe in the market for that pick. But that's kind of how I looked at this list when I saw it come across the wire on ESPN.com today. Again, the the QB needy teams in the NFL, Where who are the most attractive ones for the veterans right now? But I looked at it from reverse because I was looking at it more of who are the, the best trade candidates for the Chicago Bears. 312-332-3776. If you've got a thought on the Bears, the Bulls, whatever's on your mind, Tyler Aki in for Black and Abdallah tonight. You know, this show is the young show, all right? A lot of young people work on this show. Uh, Black and Abdallah, the younger guys here at the station. Got some um, young points, yeah. Well, yeah, they, they did pick up some young points yesterday. Abdallah had a kid, so he may be kicked off the, the kids' table soon. But um, I do have a list of rules for behaving and becoming an adult. We'll do that when we come back here on Black and Abdallah. Tyler Rocky in for the guys on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Wow, the remorse just intensified. Well done, Jay Cantu. In case you missed it, we had Song of the Night Shakira earlier today, Hips Don't Lie, but I was feeling a little bit of uh, Song of the Night remorse after not picking this one instead. So. You get the instrumental now. So. I, get, I do get go. the instrumental, yes. Thank you very much, Jake. 312-332-3776. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah tonight. The guys will be back tomorrow, this time slot, 6 to 8 p.m., right here on ESPN 1000 for an all-calls welcome Friday. Looking forward to that tomorrow night, 6 to 8 p.m. right here on ESPN 1000. We're going to learn how to behave. We're going to learn how to become adults, behave, live in a a polite society in just a little bit. But first, Vidal is in Antioch. What's going on, Vidal? Hey, what's up, Tyler? How are you, man? I'm good. What you got for us tonight? Yeah, I just, you know, my thought on the Bears. And, um, you know, know, I'm thinking... I want a King's Ransom for mm-hmm. for the pick. You know, I really do. You mentioned a couple of number ones. I think I'd be okay with that. But if not, I really like Will Anderson. I think um, it's pretty obvious that our offense was better than our defense. And I, I like to – I'm always in the idea of I like to build from the from the trenches, you know, from the from the middle out, you know. Offensive line, defensive line. People are talking about wide receivers. I mean, that's like the sexy thing to do, like if you're playing Madden and stuff. But mm-hmm. no, you, you have to. I, you know, in my opinion, you you gotta you, you gotta build from your offensive line, your defensive line. I like Will Anderson. Carter would be pretty cool too. But hey, if we can trade back and get like you know a thousand picks, because we need bodies on this team. We need we need we need a lot of spots. That, that'd be cool, too, and I just wanted to throw that by you, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Listen, the King's Ransom would be great. So, so Vidal, what does a King's Ransom look like for you? <laughs> uh, let's see. Pretty much what the uh, Niners asked for, the Trubisky yeah. pick. <laughs> mm, okay. So a couple uh, first-rounders couple, in there, yeah. A mm-hmm. couple of number ones, uh, sprinkling a number two, and uh, eh, whatever. An, op- an open box of kept crunching. Yeah, love it. Thank you, Vidal. Appreciate the phone call. You have a good night. Appreciate you, man. That's Vidal in Antioch here on ESPN 1000. Tyler Rocky sitting in for Black and Abdallah. All right. 
I saw this article earlier today from The Cut. It's titled, Do You Know How to Behave? Are You Sure? How to Text, Tip, Ghost, Host, and Generally Exist in Polite Society Today. All right. So there's a list of 140, yes, I, 140 different tips and overall code of how you are supposed to act in society today. So we are all on this show younger. Myself, Jake Cantu, Kendra Smith, we are of the younger group here. We, we haven't lived a full life. We don't know exactly what we're doing at all times, right? And we're you can of, argue the pandemic kind of set us back a little bit. Yes, yes. Yeah. That, that, that is a great thing and a great point, Jake, because we have that card in our pocket and it will be used. It will absolutely be used. It already has been used for a number of us. So I'm not going to go through this entire list here. We don't need to, to give you 140 bulletin, uh, bulletin po- bullet points here. But there's different, there's different uh, sort of subsections to this, right? There is the friends and lovers, strangers and others, going out and staying in, work, the city, parenting, posting and texting all right so let's start in the friends and lovers section all right we go to tip number two you may callously cancel almost any plans up until 2 p.m at 2 p.m there's still ample time for your friend if they so choose to text around and find another dinner companion by three they almost certainly will be alone for the night This doesn't apply if you want to cancel on someone who is cooking for you. In that situation, you have to tell them the night before. What is your bench line for, all right, if I'm going to cancel plans, it has to be done at this time. Because for me, it is the night before. I hate canceling on someone the day of. And if I forgot that it was part of my plans, then I do everything in my power to try to make it right. So I will not cancel on someone the day of. But 2 p.m. feels like it's pushing it because you could have like a 6 o'clock dinner reservation, 6.30 dinner reservation. Good luck finding someone on four hours notice to, to go to dinner with you. Yeah, I'm with you, Tyler. A day before seems appropriate. Day day of, let's say your thing was at 6. Day of, maybe at like 5 a.m. would be would be okay because they at least have the the rest of the day to plan something else but 2 p.m it's like come on you could you could have done better we're supposed to be friends yeah i i think i'm in the wrong here oh all right love it okay I, i'm intrigued to see where we all agree and disagree but with, okay well. so with dinner reservations right i try not to cancel at all right like and if i am i agree it should be the day before but i'm not making a dinner reservation a day before it's usually the day of the morning of depending okay. on who i'm hanging out with Okay, but I've can, I've canceled like thirty minutes before someone. Oh, that's Some on you. You are that's right. on, that's on you. Noted. Not going to dinner with Jake. All right, uh, let's go to tip number eight here. This is in the the friends and lovers uh, category, and this is us learning the new rules of society. How you're supposed to act and behave in the new rules of society. It's acceptable to tell any kind of lie in order to leave a drink state. If the conversation is so painful you're considering making up a story about a sick animal, your date will probably feel relieved. I would say I agree. Because in all likelihood, there's not going to be a next date at this point. So make up whatever story and go on your merry way. I'm, I'm good with this one. 
I agree, and have a little fun with it. Oh, have a you little know? fun with it, too. Okay. Maybe uh, include a little bear trap in there about this animal that you may be having to help save or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And have a little fun at that point, too. Yeah. All right. Number nine here. All right. If someone starts telling you a story you've heard before, you have two seconds to tell them. Now, I may clip this, leave it for the morning show from 7 to 10, leave it on Shay Norling's uh, work position here. If someone starts telling you a story you've heard before, you have two seconds to tell them. Interject with, oh my gosh, that was hilarious, or truly horrific, or unbelievable. You've told me. But if you don't say it within the allotted time, you just have to listen to them tell the story again. And if you're in a larger group, you just have to listen, period. I agree with that last part. Um, Two seconds, I feel like is a bit rushed. I feel like you can cut them off at any point and say, oh, yeah, you've already told me this story. I don't think there's a time lapse there. No, no, there's definitely a time lapse because if I'm already getting into it and I'm already revved up and I've got my joke and I've set it up and then you interrupt and say, oh, yeah, you told me that. Now you just ruined everything. Now I don't even want to speak anymore and I'm just going to go on my merry way. Maybe there's three seconds or find a detail to get out on. Maybe Oh, I remember that detail, right? I think yeah, that may be the the way to go. The um, yeah, I, I would say that's the way to go. All right, let's move on to the next category here. This is strangers and others. Again, this is the new rules of society, how to behave and act in society in the modern era. All right, number twenty three here. This is a list of one hundred and forty. We're not going to go through all one hundred forty. You can check it out. This is courtesy of the Cut. If you've met someone and they clearly don't remember your name, say, hi, we've met, I'm, and then state your name. It's the perfect middle ground. Assertive, we've met, I know it, and so do you, but generous. You're telling them your name so they don't have to grope around blindly. I would say this. There's a lot of times where I think it's, it's valid that someone may not remember meeting you, right? Like maybe it's quickly in passing or maybe... It's been like five years or something like that. Um, I I think that I I am always the person who just I just act like if if someone clearly doesn't remember who I am, I'm just gonna let it go by. I'm not gonna try to to show them up or anything like that. I don't think it's worth it. I agree. It's not worth the battle. And I've been on the other side too, mm-hmm. right? Where I don't know who they are. They don't know who I am. And it's like, what's the point? What's the point to even have an argue on each side? So, yeah, just, just let it go. Just let it go. I don't like to say anything. Just let it go. Tip number 26 here. If someone mispronounces a word but you knew what they meant, move along. There's no better way to bring a conversation to a grinding halt. If someone mispronounces a word, move along. As long as you understand what they're saying, move along. Yeah, in most cases, some cases you just want to you just want to get back at them, especially if you guys have running jokes with you, with each other. I, so I used to mispronounce a lot of na- a lot of names, a lot of words in college, to the point where like my friends had a list, like one of them had a notes app of words that Tyler mispronounces, and uh, if they would have just moved along, would have been nice. Would have been nice. I mean, you got to learn your lesson though. Sometimes, do I? Depends on the word. I guess this is this is the new rules of society. Tips on how to live in the new era of society. Behave and be polite. All right. Number 30 on this list. 
When casually asked how you are, say good. It's neutral, doesn't force someone to endure a trauma dump or a spiel on how the world is up in flames. To me, asking someone how they are, I get it's polite and you're supposed to do it, but it is the most mindless waste of time possible because you're not going to remember and you're just asking to ask. 99% of the time, you don't really care. No, you don't, but some it's one of those it's things It's just a courtesy. That, no, but sometimes it's just automatic. You know how sometimes you come around a corner and you say sorry. You don't really mean you're sorry, but it, yeah. it just slips out sorry. It's just like, how are you? Okay, and then you just keep going. You didn't really mean to ask. I will say this. You? I do abide by this no matter what because I will always say good. Like something traumatic could have happened to me earlier in the day. I'm going to say good because I don't I don't need a, to drone on about about my life and and what's going on. Um, in that quick, uh, in that quick little tidbit right there, number thirty-three. If you bring up astrology and it isn't met enthusiastically, change the topic. I think we could. Uh, Are you pointing at someone here? I think we could uh, allude to a, a certain caller who may call this show frequently. Listen, Maybe bring that one I'm up on to the them. Astrology bandwagon, but yeah, it's not something you need to force a, upon a person. They don't want to speak about it. You just move once. So we will change the topic on you right now, Kendra. We will change the topic on you. All right. This is the the list of rules of the new society and tips and tricks on how to navigate. We've got a couple more categories, so let's do that when we come back. We'll get you a few more of these here um, and how to behave because we're young people. We're trying to understand how life works. We don't know how life works necessarily. We're kind of going through it. This is our little guide. We're going to say what we agree and disagree with. That's coming up next. Tyler Aki in for Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, also the ESPN Chicago app if you're on the go as well. And, of course, you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. We've been talking about the new rules of society, etiquette rules for tipping, parenting, friends, and work. We'll get to a little bit more of that in just a second. But first, Jimmy's in Orland Park. What's going on, Jimmy? Jimmy, are you there? Once... Twice. Yep, yep. I'm, oh, there he is. Sorry, I was on mute. Yeah, sorry. The I horn. Just in suspense. There you go, Jimmy. <laughs> what you got for us tonight? No, you guys are talking about, uh, you know, the Bears trading back and the King's ransom they're going to get and everything. And I, I agree. I'm ecstatic about that. I don't know enough about the front office of the regime yet to be ecstatic about what they're going to do with the picks. I mean, the picks really, they're just picks until you make the selections. And even last draft, I. I I don't know. I had I had some questions. I would have much rather had George Pickens over Kyler Gordon. I thought Velas was way overdrafted. Um, you know, they, they, they made some good picks, but at the same time, I don't know that the Bears necessarily getting a plethora of picks. I just haven't seen enough out of this front office yet to be excited about what they're going to do with them. I don't know if Ryan Poles can identify a wide receiver to save his life yet. I thought the free agent acquisitions and the draft was just poorly handled. Um, you know, so 
I think it's the right move, trade back. But, you know, you could always get Solomon Thomas. You could be the Niners, and sure, you, 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 you snatch some picks from somebody, and then, <laughs> and then you make a bunch of irrelevant picks outside of Fred Warner, who I know is great. But the rest of those picks were pretty forgettable. So that's, that's my fear is, are you confident in the Bears not, not just getting a plethora of picks, but actually making the right decisions on, on the players with those picks. Because I'm a little nervous after last draft. Yeah, and I appreciate the phone call, Jimmy. And I think part of it, too, is you just want to have as much ammo as possible because the more darts you have at the dartboard, the more likely it is you're going to rack up some points. So I, I would just want to have as much draft capital as possible. All right, so we've been talking here about the rules of the new society. Etiquette rules for tipping, parenting, friends, and work. This is from thecut.com. 140 of these. We're just rolling through the best here. As myself, Kendra, Jake, some of the younger people at this station, we are trying to kind of navigate our way through the world. We don't know what we don't know quite yet. So we, uh, we're trying to find our way through this world right now. All right. Number 51. We're, we're on to the going out and staying in section here. All right. No deciding your order at the counter. When you roll up, speak up. I think this one is spot on. I think that if you are in line and you don't know what you want, by the time you get your name called and when you're stepping up to the the order, then then get out of line. What I always do is I stand out of the line until if there's if there's no line there, I stand out of the line. Until I know what I want, and then I, I merge into the line. Yeah, I agree with you. That's why hold up the line. Yeah. You could have just made if it's a decision. A, if it's a long line, though, I'll get in line and figure it out. So you can be a little more efficient there. But I, I like the the stand back until you're ready to order. I agree, but I still look at the menu when I order. That's fine. Because yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, I want to like, I know what I want, but I don't want to make eye contact. So yeah. I'm looking at what I'm ordering and reading it off. Yeah. Number 53, to gracefully exit a boring conversation, merge with another chatting duo, then sneak away unnoticed into the hubbub. They'll see straight through, I'm going to the bathroom or I'm going to get another drink and I'm going to go make the rounds is a bit cruel. I like this strategy, but you always have to go into these situations with a game plan. You always have to have someone who's on the same page. Like that sort of telepathy that you have that, all right, I know we can merge here and I can split. Or you need to have someone who's aware of the situation and knows that, all right, is a good enough friend to know, all right, I need to step in and fix this. That diversion going, yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you need that game plan before, yeah. You need, everyone needs a life preserver at times. So, number 55, this is an interesting one, all right? For group dinners with friends, always split the bill evenly. The worst part of any restaurant meal is the arrival of the trek. Paranoia inflects the table. Who got what? How many drinks? Are you a vegetarian? Whose card gets points and where? This is the police interrogation room of the modern diner, bright and relentless. Easiest ways to solve this, split the bill evenly. It's the cleanest, easiest, most moral method of restaurant dining, and you will not encounter um, as many problems. And here's what I would say about this. Especially if it's among a group of friends that you always go out with, everything evens out in the end. Everything is going to even out in the end. So I agree, just split it around all the way around. Okay, this is super popular online 
and it divides people. If you use the caveat that this is a bunch of friends that you go out with all the time, then I can see that because、mm-hmm. you guys, this is a regular occurrence. But if it's a once in a month type of thing, with、uh, I'm divided, I'm split, I'm split. I'm like,、uh, you order six champagne glasses <laughs> and caviar. So and- <laughs> the other thing in here says if you're not drinking, then. You don't have to, to abide by this. So if you're, if you're not drinking and the rest of the group is drinking, you, you are exempt from this rule. I will say, I don't put myself in those positions. So you also have to take some personal accountability on whether or not you want to argue about this because you could have just stayed home as well. That is true. That is true. These are the, the social rules of the, the new society, the new rules and etiquette for the world we live in today. All right, number 58 here. The grace period for one on one social lateness without penalty remains unchanged at 10 minutes sharp. I didn't know this was the,、uh, the code. I would have guessed it was more like 15 minutes late.、Um, no credit is awarded for arriving early, and demanding any is impolite. The pandemic changed everything but this. So this says that even, even through the pandemic, you, the one on one social lateness, You have to be there within 10 minutes or otherwise it is considered rude. Well, I'm an athlete, so I'm really I'm a stickler on being on time, so I can't argue with this. But I know most people are late to everything. Just, they, just, they tell you they're on their way, they just got in the car, so you just kind of got to give grace to some people. I always a- apply the rule of if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Yes. So that's like, like that, universal.、Jake. I like that. I, I actually, I really like this section. This is more of like the, the social and going out section here. Number 59 here. This is a great one, and this is one I never knew, but I'm going to use because I think it is helpful. The correct number of slices of pizza to order for a group of X people is 2X plus X divided by 3. Now, you wouldn't think that this is like. There's math involved to, to ordering pizza, right? You think, oh, the only math is, all right,、uh, how much are we paying for said pizza, right? But I kind of like this. So there's three of us here, right? So let's fill in X as three. The correct number of slices to order is 2X, so two times three, plus X divided by three, so six plus one. So, seven slices of pizza among the three of us. Do, you, do we feel like that's correct? No. So, we should not be applying this math. Now, I would say, I'm trying to think of the, there's definitely a better way to do this math. I would maybe divide by, hmm. Just order an extra large or a large pizza. <laughs> It tells no you. You, you don't want to do math? All right. We no, I don't want to do, do math. No math. No, you no know, math I, I thought this had better legs than it really did. Once I started to think through it, <laughs> And think about seven slices of pizza for the two of us, or for the three of us, probably was not enough. Yeah,、so、you right, know what? Me, you're right. Three is enough for me. Two, two is fine. Two to three. Okay, yeah, two, two to three. It depends、yeah. on how it's sliced as well. What if you have like tavern style slice versus、yeah. the deep dish versus. I think in that situation though, like if you're going the, the tavern style cut, then you're looking at. You're talking about number of pizzas to order as opposed to, and then you're maybe changing the formula. I think there is pizza math out there that would be helpful. And I would like for someone to, to come up with the best possible pizza math formula. Now, after talking this through with you two, I don't think that was the right formula. But I do think there is a formula that probably exists. 
I agree. But I still, at the baseline of everything, if you have like four people, a large pizza's fine, I think. And then, like, yes. you get sides, right? You, you get all the other stuff or, like, desserts. Some people don't get sides and desserts, though. Well, if you have more than then four, just or get four people, pizza. I think, yeah. Well, you decide with um, among your group of friends. Yeah. All right, number 60. I like this one a lot. Venmo's remind button is too aggressive. Text them instead. Have you ever had this, right? Like, you, you Venmo request someone to after you guys went out or something like that. You Venmo request someone. And it just kind of lingers there. It's sitting there. And it's, it's, you're, you're kind of wondering the course of action. Like, there is that button that says remind. But I agree. It is a little aggressive. I think just texting, hey, can, can you Venmo me for, for Friday night? Can you Venmo me for, for the pizza? Can you Venmo me for this, that, and the other? Right? I think that's the best way to do it. Now, I do think. We, th- this one was not in here, but I think we can probably come up with something as well. What is the grace period for when you're allowed to send that? Hey, can you Venmo me for this? 24 hours, I think. 24 hours, yeah. really? 24 hours. Hmm, I was going with two days. But... I was going to say like three, four days. Because like, I Jake have one. needs his money right now. I, yeah, he does. Uh, he needs it now. Well, um, most of the time people send it within like 12 Right. Yes. my group of friends. So, like, just times two, that 24 is a little extra time for you there. See, here's the thing is, I have one friend who, he will Venmo request you. Like, when he gets, like, night out, he'll Venmo request you when he gets home. 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. You're getting the Venmo request there. He's doing his drunk math, dividing all, all the different drink taps from, from the night. And then, after that, at, like, 10 a.m., You'll get the reminder. It's like, dude, I'm not even awake yet. And you're already reminding me about the Venmo from last night. Or it's like noon. And you're already getting the reminder. That's what I'm saying. When you involve money, people get people funny act about different. it. They act yeah. different. They know? act a little Some different people. about it. But you're right, though. It depends on the friend. Like, if you know this certain person, like, will forget about it, I think it's okay mm-hmm. to send the reminder to them if you went out with a group of friends. Like, if you trust them, it depends how long, like, you've known them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like those reminders come at the wrong time. <laughs> and yeah. that's what makes it annoying. I'm with you. I'm with you there. Um, all right, let's move on to the work section here real quick. Uh, number 94, is okay to email, text, or DM anyone at any hour? There's nothing worse than being woken up at 2.30 a.m. with a dumb text or a Slack notification. So why do you do that to yourself? Phones and computers have great tools now to manage your time away, including setting work hours and muting types of notifications. We're responsible for which flashing lights and noises we let into our lives. Because of that, anyone should feel free to text or message a coworker at any hour. We cannot successfully move into the future unless we recognize that the onus is on the receiver, not the sender. Did a boss write that? Because that sounds like a terrible idea. Please do not text, email, or Slack. or No. No. Here's the one thing I will say. The one thing that Android does better than iPhone, you can schedule texts. Okay. You can schedule texts to go out at like 8 in the morning, 9 in the morning. Like I've scheduled emails to go out at in the morning as opposed to sending it at night because I do it not as much to, to not be rude, but more so so it doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Like right. at like 8 or 9 a.m., all the emails are coming in. So I know, all right, let's make it at 9.30 or 10. That way it's top of mind, top of the inbox. 
and doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Because I agree, I do think the onus is on the receiver, not the sender, to kind of make sure everything's all... You can control. There is a do not disturb button on your phone, right? If you do not want to be disturbed, turn on the do not disturb. There's, I feel like Kendra is shaking her head. Yeah, at me she's shaking her head, but I feel like there's no excuse to your point now because we have the do not disturb. Like, and it's it's further progressed since like, you know, it being the silent button or whatever when the iPhones first came out. So I feel like you do have a mix of that, but at the same time too, it just depends on how important that message your coworkers trying to relay to you. Well, you guys are assuming that everyone has the latest technology. That's you have a do not take. disturb button, don't you? Yeah, I do, but some people still love flip phones. <laughs> like, it's just the but, reality. Okay. In fairness, someone that owns a flip phone definitely turns their phone off at night. <laughs> Probably. They definitely turn their phone <laughs> off at night. So, um, last one here. Number 99. Ignore your colleagues on the subway. I like to think of my subway commute as me time. I know, objectively speaking, that this is untrue, that the train rush hour is jammed with people who are not me. Nevertheless, under certain ideal circumstances, the bustling subway is a place where I can step outside my life, a no-man's land between home and office, where on the way to work I can read a book in the quiet lull, and on the way back I can reflect on the day that has passed. The commute in the right light is a sacred space not to be infringed upon. Listen, we, we here, we have a great team at ESPN 1000. A lot of us will take the train home together, right? We'll, we'll, we'll commute together or we'll see each other. Like I used to always run into Abdallah when we were connecting trains at times. And we would always, it was AirPods out and the conversation began. Now, I don't know whether or not he liked that. He may not have liked that. He may have been like, what the hell, dude? This is me time right now. And maybe didn't like that. So maybe he didn't like that. Maybe were, I should have been abiding by Were you guys friends by, by that time? Or yes, we were. This was like a couple months ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's different. Yeah. So, all right. This These are the, the etiquette, the new rules, problem solving, etiquette rules for tipping, parenting, friends, and work in the modern era here. So we're, we're all young here. We're trying to learn our way. We're trying to learn how to grow up. And I think that gave us a nice little baseline, although I don't agree with it all. Uh, I think we, we gained some tips and we have a task. We need to find a way to do some pizza math. All right. 312-332-3776. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Thank you to Kendra Smith and Jake Cantu for producing tonight's show. Black and Abdallah will be back tomorrow. 6 to 8 p.m. for an all-calls Friday right here on ESPN 1000. They were in for Greeny earlier today. If you missed that, be sure to check it out on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, Black and Abdallah have been all over the Zoo News beat. They've been covering the big story down in Dallas, Texas with the Dallas Zoo. So I'm going to venture outside. We're going get, to get you a little Zoo News here. Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the Zoo News. This is we are staying out of the Dallas Zoo beat here. Zoo animals enjoy blood-flavored popsicles to stay cool. 
Huh? Saw this today. In Rio de Janeiro, temperatures have been hitting 50 degrees Celsius, 120 degrees Fahrenheit. So to keep zoo animals cool, their caregivers are giving uh, a delicious, refreshing snack, blood-flavored ice. Some of the treats have e- even minced meat mixed into the blood popsicles. Whose blood? I'm guessing it's some of the... Uh, it doesn't say here, but this is from ABC News right now. Um... But yeah, that's what they're doing. What what are we doing? What are we doing to the zoo animals down there in, in Rio de Janeiro? That's a, that's why they want to be let out. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't get this. Well, I wonder what's new with the zoo, baby. So blood popsicles to stay cool. No, thank you. Down at the the Brazil Zoo. I, I'm I'm not a fan of this. I, I'm not a fan of of what is happening to our zoo animals down down in South America right now. That's what is new at the zoo. Hopefully a happier update to the Dallas Zoo debacle tomorrow on Black and Abdallah. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.